Welcome to Money Matters, the podcast that focuses on how to use the money you have, make the money you need, and save the money you want. Now, here is your host, Ms. Kim Chapman. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Money Matters. I am your host, Kim Chapman. I really appreciate that you find value in the things we discuss on this show. And as long as you're going to keep coming back to listen, I'm going to have some good content for you. So hit that subscribe button so you won't miss another episode. So what is my quote for today? Don't trust everything you see. Even salt looks like sugar. Has that ever happened to you? You were misled by the appearance of something. It looked perfect to the naked eye, but a closer look revealed a completely different story. Okay, I'm not talking about the substance on the rim of your margarita glass. I'm referring to home inspections. If you or someone you know is thinking about buying a home, you don't want to miss what my guests have to say today. So who do I have? Adam and Adam. That's going to make my job a lot easier because I won't get confused about who I'm talking to. It's for them to figure out who I'm talking to. But basically, they come to us from House Call Home Inspections, and they're going to tell us some good information about what a home inspection is. So welcome, gentlemen. How you doing? So Adam, number one, you're the owner. Give us a little bit of information about your business. How did you even get into this business? Uh, like I say, I'm the, home, the owner of House Call Home Inspections. Uh, I started doing this in 2015, and uh, it just seemed like a like a cool thing that the area needed, so I got into it, and uh, we've just grown it from there. Okay, awesome. And so you've been working with him for how long? We're going to go with Adam. So we've got Adam, that's Adam Watts, and then we have Adam DeFore. Yeah, I've been working with uh, House Call for about two years now. Um, kind of this, a similar situation to the other Adam, just kind of seemed like a uh, a good thing to do for the community and uh, been kind of growing it on it ever since. All right. So let's start with the basics. Walk us through what what is a home inspection? Well, a home inspection, uh, let's say about 90% of the time we get a phone call from a client wanting us to go uh, inspect a home that they're about to purchase. So we'll go over there. We'll go over the major components of the home, uh, go over it with the client so they get an overall picture of, of what they're buying and different deficiencies. There's always going to be some that they need to take care of they buy it or at least know about it so they can handle it whenever they do purchase the home okay so is this just for home buyers are they the only people that usually get a home inspection no a lot of times the seller will give us a call and they're about to list their house so we will go there and do a pre-inspection prior to them listing it so they can knock out some of those bigger items before the buyer comes along and forces them to or ask them to do it you know during the home buying process just kind of smooths the whole thing out Okay, so since I guess we're still in a seller's market, so walk through, what, what would you do for a seller? For a seller, uh, we, would, we would go over there, uh, we would go over the roof structure, foundation, the electrical, the plumbing, all the readily available items that we can, we can see. Uh, we're going to go over those things. If there's a damaged roof or anything to peel paint, uh, we're going to go over those things and give them a list of things to, to take care of. You know, before they put it on the market. So you're up there climbing on the roof? Absolutely. So what time, What types of things do you see or there, are you able to identify that if I just kind of step back or get on the ladder myself, what are you going to see that you think the typical homeowner wouldn't be able to identify? Why shouldn't we just kind of go through and get on the ladder? Why should we pay somebody to do this information? What are you able to pick up and detect that you don't think consumers are able to find? Well, we can get, uh, whenever you get 
on the roof and look at different things. We can see, uh, you know, the wear of the roof, uh, if there's any, any damage to the shingles, the flashing, anything like that. Some things typical uh, homeowner just isn't going to know exactly what they're looking at for the most part. What's the most common thing that you find in terms of, you know, when, at, at least just with the roof? With the roof, uh, damaged or missing shingles, uh, lifted flashings or, or missing flashings even, all that kind of stuff can contribute to a roof leak. So those are always things we're looking out for. Okay. So, and let's keep with, since we're already on the outside of the house, what are some other things that as you're walking through in terms of from a seller perspective, what are some things that you're going to point out to them that they may need to get up to par? If there's like excessive uh, landscaping or like a bunch of trees or plants growing like right on side of the side of the house or cracks on the sides of the house, stuff like that. Um, for the outside of the house, we're also looking at the slab and stuff like that, looking for foundation issues. So excessive landscaping. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to picture my front of my house excessive. Can, <laughs> can you kind of give us a little more information? What makes it excessive or what makes it problematic? Like if you just have plants just growing all up on the sides of the house and uh, or just trees. I've seen some trees growing just touching the house, uh, stuff like that. And all those can really mess with the, uh, with the uh, structure of the building. And mainly, uh, trees and stuff, just what they do is they block sunlight from hitting the house. And that's what really wears out your roof and stuff like that. Not to mention dropping things on the roof. It, it can kind of lower the lifespan of your roof. So, uh, all those are kind of things we pay attention to. Okay. So we've got the roof, we've got the landscaping, and then you mentioned even the foundation. Yes. We pay close attention to just about every visual aspect of the house. So what, are, so what are some of the things that you're actually looking for? So I know that I can remember decades ago looking for a house. I remember realtors saying, hey, if you see cracks in the brick, you know, there were some tips that she was able to provide. But what are some other things that if you have a consumer that's just, you know, the seller and they're looking themselves, what sort of things should they specifically be looking for on the outside that may be an indication of foundation issues? They were right. Uh, cracks in the brick, different things like that, uh, separation from the from your windows to your brick trim or whatever type of trim you have, if there's any kind of separation there. But it has to go along with, with other things that go along with the inside of the house. Sometimes you can have a crack in your brick, and it doesn't mean that the whole house is about to fall down and we have to get foundation people and all that stuff. You can't have cracks without being a major foundation issue, and we try to explain that to the buyer or the seller that, uh, you know, if it is, do we want to get a foundation company to come out and check this out? Or do we just need to, to fix it cosmetically? So what, can you think of maybe the worst case scenario you've seen with the foundation? Because I think of a house that I looked at years ago. I remember them listing it for sale, and it just seemed too good to be true, right? Because it had perfect square footage. You could see the pictures. And, of course, in the pictures, you couldn't see anything. When we got to the house, you could literally see that there was a crack in the middle of the floor throughout the whole house. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Sometimes there is a, a, a crack on the, especially with stained concrete, things like that. Just because you have a crack in your slab does not mean that it's a foundation problem. You're going to have a crack somewhere. Um, that's why the, we try to explain that, especially when it is a stained concrete situation, something like that. There's going to be a crack somewhere and uh, does not necessarily mean that it's a foundation problem. And we try to uh, put the pieces together on figuring out if it is a foundation problem or if it's not. Okay. So anything else on the outside before we move inside? Well, a lot of things like we were talking about the landscaping and things like that. That's also 
if your soil's too high on your slab, you want to get that down to where we can see the slab about four inches. We are a pest control company too, so it does allow for termites and things like that to get in. If we can't see it, there's no way to know if, if they're, they're getting in there or not. So uh, that's one thing that's important. You want to be able to see your slab all the way around the house, uh, keep your shrubs, things like that away from it to prevent pests from getting inside the house. So I know that you also, that's kind of on the checklist that I, that I looked up looking for termites. So what are some signs if somebody's walking around the house? What would be an indication? Is there something that the naked eye could see or at least an untrained professional eye that would right. indicate that there might be termites? You'll typically see, uh, at least on the outside of the house, you'll, uh, and sometimes on the inside, you'll see uh, they kind of look like tunnels like ants would build, except whereas ants use that just kind of looks like dirt. Mm-hmm. Termites, uh, termite tunnels look more like mud. And it's very tough. It's almost like concrete. So they can't stay out in the open. They dry out and it kills them. Uh, so they have to stay in those little mud tunnels. So what they do is they kind of tunnel up and you'll see it on the slab as they're going to the siding of the house. Good. And most home inspections, uh, most home inspection companies can't legally tell you if you do have termites or not. So you have to have a pest control company in order to relay the message to the buyers or the sellers and provide them with the right paperwork saying if they do or do not have termites. So that's one thing. Not all home inspection companies can do that. Okay, so it's more or less the indication that, hey, this is a sign of it, but you have to get a professional pest control We can. House call can. Okay. Uh, But most other home inspection companies cannot. Okay, so let's work on the inside. What are some things that, you know, from when you first pull up in a driveway, what should a seller, what should a buyer be looking for in terms of, if is this going to be my dream home? Anything from just looking around for uh, obvious, like, cosmetic issues, like if there's any sagging materials, at this, like, for instance, at a carport or anything like that. We see that pretty frequently. Um, just the cosmetic damage, any live-in wear of the house, and then... Uh, running all the fixtures of the house for sinks and stuff like that, just to make sure that so they're not doing So you mean turning on crazy. the faucets? Exactly. And so what are we looking for? We, so if water's coming out, what else should we be looking for? Does it take a long time to drain? What are some of those specific? Yeah, like uh, anything slow drain, uh, slow draining fixtures or leaks at the handles or uh, sometimes the shower head can go crazy, spray water everywhere if it's not installed properly. A uh, leak in the toilet is another one that happens pretty frequently. Uh, the tank will start leaking all over the floor. And all these plumbing issues can kind of build up to be pretty pricey. So it's always good to kind of look at those. But my top three is usually roof, foundation, and AC, though. Those are the three things that are typically uh, the most expensive. Okay. And so I'm just thinking about the water, and you're saying leaking tubs. I imagine as a buyer, potential buyer, you're probably just going to turn it on for a minute. So are you really d- detailed? How long does an inspection take? An inspection will take uh, two hours on up, usually. And um, like I said, when we, we run the water, we run it for a, a decent amount of time. And then we're making sure that uh, everything's draining at the, a, a, reasonable, a reasonable speed and uh, making sure there's no leaks, anything like that. A lot of times if it's not draining, it could be just something right there in the P-trap or something, or it could be a bigger problem in the ground, and that's when it can start getting a little bit more pricey. All right, so is there a checklist that you guys use, or is there a checklist that you would recommend to uh, buyers or sellers to use if, you know, if they're getting ready to put their house on the market, if somebody's coming in to look at their house? Yeah, more or less. I mean, we have a checklist, but we're also going into far more detail than most people would. The Like the appliances basically looking for anything that's broken or uh, annoying or the of course the number one thing is safety 
anything that appears to be unsafe is obviously the uh, the first thing that should be fixed. So do you guys use like infrared cameras? Are there things that you're able to detect, maybe see on the other side of the wall, the sheetrock that again, as a home buyer or just a consumer, we would not be able to see? We don't really use infrared cameras. We do, uh, you know, we do do video pipe where we can run cameras down your, in the drains and you can see a very clear picture of what's going on underground and different things like that. Um, we also can do air quality tests and things along those lines. Okay. And the AC, especially if you're in Louisiana, you mentioned that's one of your top three. So what should consumers, again, what should they be looking for? And then what are you looking for when you go out and inspect the AC? Just obviously just making sure everything appears to be running. It would be something that they can take a look at themselves. But I also do uh, a temperature check. I'll look at the the room temperature air at the return vent. And then I'll go around the house looking at all the supply vents and kind of look at the difference between uh the air that's going to the AC and the air that's coming out of the supply to see how well it's cooling the home. And so what do you do basically in the end? What does a report look like? If I hire you to do an inspection, what should I expect to get back from you? Is it going to be some verbal information? Is it going to be a detailed report? Is it going to be like when I take my car, they tell me everything that I don't want to know when I just came in for all change. It's kind of similar to that. Um, Yeah, it's a very detailed report, 30 or 40 page report. It'll have all the deficiencies that we come across at the house as well as uh, just general information on and uh, pictures of like data plates of the AC heater, stuff like that, Um, which is good to have just so you know how old these units are. And all the pictures that we we take a bunch of pictures of any deficiencies that we might find. And we uh, we also write it all out. So it's also a written report. So is it a pass or a fail? Can a house pass or fail an inspection? Or how should I interpret the information that you have, you know, in terms of should I go for it? This house is good to go. Would I be able to understand the information that's in the report? Yeah, absolutely. It's not our, our reports in terms of us. It's not really a pass or fail. Um, it's more just providing information to the client so that they are better prepared to make that decision to whether or not to invest in the home. So just having that information on hand is just always handy when you're going into home buying uh, or the negotiation process of the of the transaction. All right. So speaking of the process, when is the best time? When should a home inspection be done when you first go out and visit, when you're ready to put a bid in? Where is the, the best time to contact you guys and say, hey, I'm looking at buying this house. When should I have you come out? Well, here in, in Louisiana, uh, most of the time how it works is the – the agent and the buyer will, you know, they'll sign a contract. It's accepted. You know, everybody's happy. They have a 10-day inspection period, and then we'll go in within those 10 days. They'll schedule an appointment with us in those 10 days. Uh, we'll go in there and tell them what's going on. They will get a they'll get a summary report and a full report. The summary report's going to break it all down for them on what uh, is a deficiency and what's just general information on the house. And then uh, we pass that along to the buyer, and then they make their decision uh, for what we uh, – we supplied them with. So who typically contacts you? Who really hires you? Is it the buyer? Is it the seller? Or even are you contacted, contracted by financial institutions that may be looking to finance the home? We're, we're typically contacted by the clients or, uh, or their real estate agents that are speaking for them. And then once we get that phone call, we can set it up and get the uh, inspection scheduled so we can get on out there and uh, take a look at the house. So if I'm looking to buy a house and the seller says, hey, I've already had an inspection done here it is. Should I trust that? Would you recommend I get my own inspection? I would not trust that. I yeah. mean, because, and the main thing is you don't, if they just did it, that's, that's one thing. Uh, but, uh, 
a lot of times, even if they did just do it, the seller may have came along and, and fixed some of those issues and things like that. So it may not be a, a real true picture on on what that house is at that particular moment. I'm glad you mentioned that. So if I go out to a house and let's just say for the sake of the show that it fails inspection and the seller's like, okay, well, I'm going to get these things fixed. Do you guys go back out and re-inspect it? And then is it a separate charge for that? Yes, we, we can go out for re-inspect for reinspection just to see if the repairs are looking good. And then we always suggest as well that the client get together all the receipts, warranty information and paperwork on those repairs. Uh, if they were, if they were done by the qualified licensed professional, uh, as well as another backup. Now, I guess this question is going to be slightly biased, but how do you determine what's a good inspector? If I'm looking for an inspector, what should I be looking for? Are you licensed? Are you bonded? What sort of things should I be looking for if I'm just going to a Google ad? Uh, yeah, you want to know if they're licensed and, and all that kind of good stuff for sure. We do have a board that we're regulated by, uh, uh, the Louisiana State Board of Home Inspectors. You can pull up what inspectors are, are licensed. And if you are licensed, the board is going to surely make sure that uh, you are insured as well. So in terms of that, what are some other things that I could look for? Prices. What's a price range? What's a good average cost for an inspection these days? That's it for, a, you know, a typical around, you know, 1,400 square feet, something like that. They're around 350 bucks, And uh, then it just depends if you want to add the video pipe inspection, if you want to add the mold inspection, and then they just kind of go up from there. Uh, everybody's kind of within a, a, a decent number from each other. So pricing, if somebody comes along and says they're going to inspect your house for 100 bucks, I would um, I would be leery. Okay. And are typically the homeowners, the sellers, are they there? Do they walk along with you? Or is that something that you prefer not to have somebody looking over your shoulder? Walk us through what that process looks like kind of from start to finish. A lot of times the buyer and the agent will come if we're doing a, you know, a regular inspection. And if whenever they come, they're welcome to, to follow us around if they like. We try not to get them to follow us in the attic so we don't want anybody to get hurt. You know, they're welcome to ask any questions. And once we're done with the inspection – we're going to sit there and we're going to go over every little thing with them. They're going to know exactly what's going on. We're going to go over it with the pictures and all that stuff. So everybody is on the same page on what's going on with the house. So in terms of inspections, and I imagine you do most of them here in the South, are there typical problems that you find more in the South that you might not find somewhere else? Well, I mean, we have a lot more uh, termites and things like that. Uh, termites are a big deal in, in Louisiana. Uh, foundation problems can be uh a, an, an issue and and also just with a uh, water intrusion things like that mold mildew possible organic growth and uh, different things along those lines that just come with with the great state of Louisiana all right so what are, what's really at risk if somebody decides that hey I don't want to get an inspection what's really at risk here there might be latent defects that they just they're not able to detect uh, whenever they go into the negotiation process they and uh it's, they'd be kind of flying blind, if that makes sense. For instance, you might, uh, if they didn't detect a certain issue that wasn't visible, or, or I'm sorry, that uh, that they just don't have the qualifications to detect, they might move into the home and encounter an, an unforeseen issue that they might have been able to avoid had they gotten the home inspection. Okay. And you mentioned the negotiation process, and I know I've read that, of course, let's just say maybe the roof needs a little bit of work, so you may be able to negotiate in terms of, okay, knock this price off. Are you guys the ones that are going to make, recommend how much they should knock off, or are they going to have to go to a roofer or to somebody that specializes in the area where there was a deficiency? 
Yeah, so we would typically refer them to a roofing professional since uh, they're the specialist in that field and they can give them a more accurate quote in terms of the roof work that, that they may or may not need. Yeah, we're actually, we, we don't really give the quotes out just because all, all the contractors charge different prices and so on and so forth. So uh, th- that'd be the best place to ask. Are there certain defects that you look for that, say, a seller is required? Are there any defects that a seller is required to disclose if they're putting their house on the market? Like, of course, if they've had any termite issues, they're typically required to disclose that. Or uh, if the house flooded, that's another thing they're typically required to disclose. I mean, just the, uh, it, any defect that they're that's uh, that they're not that they know about, they're technically required to disclose that. Is there any one thing that you almost certain to have on your list to check off that that needs repair or needs attention to? That's just a common issue when you do inspections. Uh, ACs are in there a good bit. Uh, Simply, uh, even if the, the coals are dirty, anything like that, you're supposed to have your, your AC cleaned and serviced every year. And if we see that that hasn't been done, we do recommend that that, that gets done before the, the buyer moves in and uh, all that good stuff so that they're, they know that their AC is, is working as best as it can work at that particular time. And there's always other little issues that are always go along with the AC. So that's, that's in there a, a good bit just because – not many people have their ACs actually serviced and cleaned every year. I know I, I don't, and I should. I don't either. <laughs> so are there things that you find that people try to cover up and you know they tried to cover up before you arrived? What kind of things are people, you like you mentioned, the AC, maybe I washed it right before you showed up, and that may have nothing to do with whether it works or not, but you see it and it's clean. What kind of things do you think people try to disguise or hide or kind of do a snow job on? I've seen people try to take, the, the data plates like off the ACs to hide the fact that they were 20 years old or whatever. Um, or uh, like what you said, some of them try to clean up the coils on the AC right before the inspection. But that's another reason why we, or at least I check the temperature, uh, the temperature at all the vents to see exactly how much cold air is coming out of there and stuff like that. We've seen all kinds of stuff. Any, any stories you want to share with? Well, I mean, we've had uh, sellers try to, knock down termite trails and things like that. And, um, and then, you know, we come and do the inspection. They're going to come back within a couple of days, but, uh, we can, we can usually tell, uh, if those things have happened and, uh, we'll find them. So there's a lot of new construction going on and I've seen stories, unfortunately of, you know, big name builders that are not building homes up to, you know, up to par. So ideally you would think, Oh, I'm getting a brand new house. Nothing is going to be wrong with it. So one, if you're getting a new house, should you have an inspection? And if you're in the process of building it, would you recommend having an inspector come through periodically just to make sure things are up to par? Yeah, we do a lot of new construction um, inspections, a, a lot of them. And it, it is a good idea to have it done. Now that the city's going to have uh, their guy go out, but they're there, uh, you know, during the, you know, pouring the slab, doing the framework, different things like that. And then once it all, we get there after sheetrock's up and, you know, it's almost ready. So uh, we, we look at a lot more things. Uh, it could be all the way from just cosmetic and we'll help the client make their checklist on things to, to help to get buttoned up prior to closing. And, or it could go all the way from, you know, the roof wasn't put on right. Uh, you know, little, you know ma- more major things like that. Or it could be anywhere from just peeled paint. So where do you find the most problems, new construction or old construction? Old construction. Old construction. Old construction. <laughs> Hand, hands down. Yeah. Hands, hands down. down. 
Sure. So what is your best piece of advice for somebody, whether it's the buyer or whether it's the seller? What is your best piece of advice in terms of home inspections? For sellers, I, I, getting a pre-inspection wouldn't be a bad idea for sellers just to kind of button up any issues that they may not know about pri uh, before actually getting into uh, the transaction process and negotiations and all that kind of stuff. It just kind of makes the whole thing go a little smoother because, and they won't get blindsided by something they weren't uh, expecting. And for the buyer, I mean, the more information you have uh, about the home you're investing in, the better for the same reason so that you're not getting blindsided by anything whenever you move in. Just all those things kind of help to make sure that the client makes a good investment and uh, they're happy when they move into their new home. Okay. Are you guys ever held liable in terms of, you know, you came out, did an inspection and everything looks good. I bought a house and six weeks later, water's leaking out the house. You know, the lights are flickering everywhere. What type of liability do you guys have as home inspectors? We, we are liable. That's why we, you know, we have our insurance, all that kind of good stuff, and that's why you need to make sure they're licensed through the board before you uh, you hire anybody. If it's something blatant like uh, the roof's falling apart and we just, you know, didn't feel like looking at it, uh, it's things like that that we're held liable for. If your dishwasher breaks, you know, three months later, we're, you know, that's life. You know, you're a, ho you're a, you're a homeowner now. But uh, <laughs> if it's things that uh, were, were blatantly done because uh, we didn't do our job, correctly, then yes, we are liable. Should people even get second opinions when they do home inspectors? Is that something you ever get called to say, hey, I had a home inspector come out. This is what he said. Would you mind coming to look behind this person? I mean, yeah, if that's what the, the client wants to do, that's fine. Uh, whatever makes them feel comfortable, you know, that's, that's completely up to them. All right. Any final thoughts for our listeners? You know, we recommend getting a, getting a home inspection, whether you're the seller or the buyer. Uh, everybody wants to wants to know what they're getting into or what they're getting out of and make sure that, you know, you're not blindsided at, at some particular point in the whole process. And where can our listeners find you? Uh, you can find us at housecallusa.net. Uh, you can schedule everything there. We're all over the state of Louisiana, so we can help you no matter where you're at. Well, there you have it. You heard it from Adam and Adam. Get those home inspections. It's going to be really critical if you're looking to purchase or sell a home. Purchasing a home is probably one of the biggest investments you will ever make, so you don't want to leave the condition up to chance. Consider the following tips to make the best possible choice. Use a home inspection checklist when you're viewing properties you're interested in. It can save you a lot of headache in the long run. Take notes and pictures of anything you see that may need addressing because, hey, if you rely on your memory, it may fail you, then your home will fail you too. And then nothing is too small to mention. Trust your instinct. If something doesn't seem right, get with an inspector, have them check it out. Better safe than sorry. And then check out neighborsfcu.org forward slash financial education to learn more on how to use the money you have, make the money you need, and save the money you want.